Hello and welcome to a amazing episode of Menace to Sobriety uh, with your host Daniel O'Reilly, aka Dap Malas. I'm alongside my producer John. Hello. And uh, it's a big day, man. Yesterday I was a year sober. So this is the fun, this podcast I've been looking forward to. It's one year, no beer, one year, no gear. Um, I feel crazy and um, yeah. Crazy I, good? Crazy good, man. And I thought, why not get the man that was uh, started this journey with me, the podcast, the producer, John. You When I walked into this studio with a mad idea, I don't know what I was doing. I just needed to do something mm. about sobriety. And you were the producer sat there and, you know, uh, you've done that iconic episode with Kirk at the beginning. And then we went on to all the specialists and authors and everything like that. And you sort of came on this journey with me. I've been there for almost every episode. I've met a lot of interesting people, a lot of sad stuff, a lot of funny stuff. It's been it's been wild. Yeah. It's been a crazy journey. So mm. I thought I thought... Let's get you down to interview me about the year sober. I think it's a really important episode um, and an important conversation to have for people out there that are starting sobriety or in their sobriety journey that are not a year yet. And also, I think it's a good one for people that are over a year to to just listen and, and look back at someone that's just hit a year and just remember like you know what it was what it was like for you to get to that milestone and, you know, and hopefully still keep that love for sobriety alive because I fucking love it now. But yeah, look, I'm waffling on. Uh, I'm, a bit, I'm in a bit of a wild mood today. We're coming in hot. We're coming in hot, yeah. But take uh, over, man, go okay, for it. Okay, well, I was thinking, so like one year, uh, yeah. basically to the day, if you could give yourself a year ago a message from the future, from today, what would you, how would you, uh, what would you tell yourself and... Would you want to? Would you want to reassure yourself that it's going to be a positive journey, or just like something that you didn't expect? You're time traveling. You're on the phone. What are you saying to yourself? Oh man, that's crazy. Hello, Dan. Um, whew, like you know, uh, here's the lottery numbers for <laughs> no. Uh, just, just fucking. It's going to be all right, man. It's going to be all right, and you can do it. Like, just I'd say to myself, like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be tough, but you're more than capable of doing it. And um, you're going to learn so much good stuff. Um, and it's going to get better and better and better. And I'd say stop beating yourself up. Don't beat yourself up so much. You know, the first half of my sobriety was quite difficult because I was self-hating a lot. I think if we look back over the episodes, you know, I cried a lot, didn't I? <laughs> You know what I mean? I didn't cry once. No, nah, well, yeah. there's always this one. Four or five times, yeah. yeah. Oh, did you actually? Yeah, but that was because I had zipper trouble. So. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, all right. No, there was some emotional moments. No, I had a couple, man, a few, especially like in the first episode with Kirk and there was a few others, just like, mm. just seeing up close raw emotion and grief and, yeah, because everyone has it and it's either nearer the surface or it's buried deeper, but everyone yeah. has it to some degree and just seeing it come up. Yeah. It's almost like, not in a horrible way, but like once you see somebody be sick, you want to be sick. And once you see somebody expressing grief, yeah. the good thing to express, yeah. you then almost connect to your own. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, mate, yeah, it, there were some real tricky moments for me. Um, and I think that's the biggest, uh, the one of the big, yeah, that's one of the big things I'd say to myself is like, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. You know, um, 
and I think that 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 I'm I'm back counselling again. Just to, you know, I'm always a little bit nervous about my mind, and I'm back counselling again. And I was talking uh, yesterday actually to my counsellor about this, and I was saying that the hardest part of sobriety for me is uh, if if like you know alcohol and drugs turned into your way of fucking forgetting or pushing feelings away or down or running away from situations or not dealing with something or you've had a really stressful week and and it was your way to escape it's like fucking it's like the worst thing going sober because you know at that very moment when you've sort of admitted you got a problem and more nine times out of ten it's like a rock bottom like Mm -hmm. it was for me where you'd fucked loads of stuff up so you're dealing with sort of the fallout of that. There's a double whammy. It's being in your lowest point and also throwing away your crutch. Yeah. So yeah, it's a double. Exactly, yeah. Okay, exactly. Okay. And the months that followed uh, the beginning of my sobriety, I was so emotional and it was because I didn't know how to cope with my emotions. I didn't know how to handle them. I was like a child, really. Well, yeah, well, in, in many ways, we're not. you're not really taught how to deal with them. You're taught to kind of not have them. Yeah. You're allowed to be angry. Yeah, it's ju- just about you're not allowed to be actually angry because then you're like, oh, this guy's you know whatever. Yeah, but and you're not allowed to be you're not allowed to be sad as a guy. Um, yeah, but you, you people are those things. It's, they're mm. very human. They're very human qualities, and we have them. And if you don't process those things, they come out in other ways. They come out in drug use. They come out in depression, anxiety, OCD, uh, acting out. It can be any. It can be anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and I think that's what your Facebook group does. It gives people mm. their mates group. Um, yeah. It gives people an opportunity to feel like they actually are allowed to feel those things. Because, you, I mean, you look at most things in the media, most, I guess, like heroes and stuff. They're very stoic, and that is admirable, and that yeah. is an important thing to be. You know, to be cool and calm in a, in a tough situation or a dangerous situation, but at the same time, is like we aren't those idealized yeah. versions where we human versions of them so you still got to kind of process that stuff as well yeah man i mean look it it's fucking it's hard man life is hard in general life's hard right you know even even if you know you're doing well for yourself life's still hard even if it's not hard now it will get hard yeah everyone deteriorates everyone dies yeah, yeah. everyone's gonna suffer yeah it's hard but it is, but mate, this is why when you go sober, you you have a new lease for life, and you want to help other people. Like it's mad how sobriety is interlinked with giving back. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't do the, I've I haven't done the twelve steps, but I've been to the groups and stuff. But everyone that I know that's sober is kind of like wants to help, you know. And I think it's because there's just such a beautiful. You know, I, I um, by the way, sorry about the screen. We've had we some complaints. We can't fucking can't work, work it out. out. We don't know how to you know, If anyone knows how to sort this out, please write in. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, when you start getting relief from yourself, and that's the best way I can describe it, relief from from yourself, you know, relief from the worry and the anxiety or the, the panic and the problems, relief from the drama, right? And you start seeing positive change in yourself. Um, unfortunately, you look at, I look at some of the people around me and I worry about them so much. There's some people in my life that I look at and I'm like, fucking hell, I'm, I was exactly where you are. These, and it's, these friends who are still on the set? Yeah, friends that are, are using or drinking or not just that, just people that 
you know, maybe maybe not even addicts or, or alcoholics or drug users, just people that I can see are ignoring what's going on with it, them. It's an awareness, man. Yeah. And awareness is, the more aware you get, the more things you see that there mm. are to almost experience grief about and be sad about. But yeah. yeah, that's the only way you can deal with them. And I, I mean, we'll probably look back in a couple of years time and think about, almost how little we knew now and it's a constant yeah, man. journey but yeah. every couple of years i kind of almost feel like i've expanded yeah my understanding of the world and, and yeah i love and I, that's why i love this podcast that's what this podcast was t for me was just talking like simply just talking i just wanted this podcast to be i didn't care if people were rich famous n normal average everyday people men women you know posh you know hey. yeah do you know what i mean i didn't i didn't care i just wanted to connect and talk and i wanted to open up and every time i spoke sat with someone different across the table i opened up in different ways and something about their story lit something up in me and brought emotions out of me and it's like it's like in inside it's like we've over the years we've pushed every bit of hurt and pain and you know a lot of us don't realize that we were neglected or we were abandoned or we were whatever you know whatever has happened to all of us you know whether it was friends when we were younger you know how we were treated by our peers how we were treated by our peers and and where we grew up and what happened to us and how our, what happened in our families and the, 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 those young years of your life shape how you deal with emotion and how you deal with problems and anger and rejection and everything and we push down I just imagine my belly full of darkness do you know what I mean where I've just pushed everything down and the more I talk to people and the more I, I listen to other people's pain and what they're going through and how they've overcome it the more a little bit of it comes up and I go, yeah, I'll give that to them and, and, and say that out loud. It's like a weird alchemy. It's literally you're transmuting this yeah. negative force into... A positive. Like, you're like distilling it and yeah. you're almost saying it free. And that I think that is yeah. what a lot of therapy is. And that's why... And like when you find yourself emotional, that's just... Those are like tears that you just had but haven't yeah right exactly there. yeah exactly it's like blue balls of the soul that's not yeah right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah you just got to spunk your grief out yeah man i've been doing that for years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no um but my therapist even says to me you know it's like the body stores trauma yeah like, the, the, she says that to me there's there. a one well book called the body keeps the score right which i started reading especially when i had some like anxiety problems a couple of years ago but i actually had to stop reading it because it talks about these horrendous it's, it's like an amazing book and it's helped a lot of people but it talks about these really, really intense, traumatizing experiences that people have had and the physical effects. I, I had to stop reading because it was just describing horrible things like like really bad car crashes and people like burning to death, like horrible stuff. Uh, but, and then the survivors have had this like trauma built into their body, not a physical injury, but it does. It, like mm. you, even, even if like, let's say someone like insults you, someone's rude to you, you can feel like tension yeah. there. It's like an animating spirit. You can feel yeah. um, that you want to kind of, physically yeah. act out against it but if you don't it is it is stored yeah man definitely and uh for me sobriety i was talking talking to her uh and i was describing because actually i stopped seeing her because I, I, I uh the first time around I, I never saw her when i was drinking mm. you know out of respect and the first time i was sober i was seeing her then i stopped seeing her when i was drinking and stuff and then just recently i've gone back and i've actually gone back because things are good it's weird, you know, I thought, you know, life is good, I feel good, I feel in control. So I'm going to go back and see my therapist and I'm going to be like, you know, I want to maintain. You want to fix a hole in the roof when it's not raining. Exactly, right? Because there's still a lot of stuff going on. But, um, and I feel like, and to anyone out there that's going through sobriety or thinking about sobriety, um, I love it now. And um, it, it went in stages for me. It was like, bef 
you know, when I last time I went sober, I was still like, I don't need to go sober. I don't have a problem. While my life was falling apart and I was couldn't control my drinking or drug use, right? And then I went sober and I kind of, I was playing sober, you know what I mean? I was doing it for the missus and for other people, but I still thought, mate, do you know what I mean? I ain't got an issue really and I'm sure I can control it. If I can just take a few months off, I can control it. Mm. Then I come back and I panicked, uh, you know, when I couldn't and then I really knew I had a problem but I kind of didn't give a shit because uh, I was deep into it and I was just like, fuck everyone, I'm going to consume as much as I can until I really have to stop. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, then, and then sobriety, it's this mad journey I've been on with sobriety. Then sobriety looked like horrific because it was forced upon me, you know, it's like an ultimatum, you know, in many in, in in a metaphorical term and in real life. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. my, there's no way my wife would have risked um, continuing when I was, you know, under the influence. You know, and that's such a tr true saying. Sure. Yeah. So sobriety then for me was horrific. The first few months, like many people that are probably watching this or people that are thinking about going sober. Sobriety turned out, turned turned up in my life, and I was just like, "Fuck this! It's horrible. It doesn't feel right. It's alien," you know. Uh, you know, looking at my friends and everyone around me and being like, "Oh my god, I'm so fucking different. Why? Why? Why is this happening to me? Oh no, I can't enjoy myself. And shit, this is going to be so much hard work." And fucking every time something bad happened in my life or old thoughts come up or old behaviours or things didn't go my way or the weekend came or the sun was out, it was a battle, man. It was fucking horrible for months and months. You're going to have two, three, four months of that shit. I mean, I, I don't know. Everyone's journey is different. Then um, I started managing my thoughts and that was a massive, massive turning point. How did you first learn how to do that? Was that something you were taught or is just something you kind of picked up just from being sober long enough to actually have to face them and, and then embrace them? How did you do it? I think uh, subconsciously I, I learned a lot on the podcast, talking to people. I think that um, I was, uh, every time I was interviewing someone, I was like, I was, I was taking, I was trying to find, I tell you what I used the podcast for. One, it was like, the podcast for me was like, uh, was, is, is like, um, it's like my own counseling session, right? But I get to pick the minds of people that are, addicts mm. right uh and normally uh the people that are in the room in here with us have um have sort of worked something out worked a way out to they have their own way that they've managed to to stay sober and i was trying to find a common dominant uh, denominator in everyone and and to me it was it was mindset really you know there's lo lots of different things you've got to do to stay sober and and but but all of it is how you think mm. right and yep. that, that that's truly what i believe it's uh, and I think anything is possible when you change, when you have the ability to change the way you're thinking, but not just that, to see uh, your thoughts going in the wrong direction and move them. To have that ability is like a superpower, you know? It, that is another level of awareness. And that, and that can come through many things like, you know, meditation or, or mindfulness. Yeah, like definitely. You take a, it's like you take a step back and instead of being being in the movie you realize the movie is on the screen and you're actually watching it and yes you're separate to that yeah and i find that difficult my mind like we're both pretty you know yeah. mental we're we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're 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 yeah we're, we've got some stuff going on yeah, but yeah. like once you can step out of that flow it is peace and i get mm. glimpses of it i'm not like i'd love to say i was enlightened i could watch it the whole time mm. but i can't but once you even know that's a possibility then you can jump out of the room yeah essentially yeah no 100 percent. and that that to me is what is what sobriety is like 
so being sober now, and I sound like such a wanker talking about it and saying it, but being sober now to me, it, sobriety, uh, it's not just abstinence from alcohol and drugs. It's not. Sobriety to me is like, it's um, like, a f like a full package of treating myself better and learning about myself. And I feel like I've p I'm, I'm still doing it now. There's, you know, I've got a lot of work to do on my ego and I've got a lot of work to do on how I let people upset me you know and how i give too much i think i've you know there's a lot of stuff i'm working out why why i you know try and help people give and and then you know how i respond when i'm rejected and all of this all of this jazz but the good thing is i'm enjoying that journey it's not like it's not like i'm fucking every time i slightly make a bit of progress i'm fucking in a bag of gear yeah. or fucking drinking alcohol it's like it's raw it's coming to me i'm peeling away all the layers and i'm finding out who and i am that but that's not in a narcissistic sense, but that is, as a, in a human sense, that is the most interesting thing to find out who you are. There's two things, like what is the nature of reality and what is the nature of like mind and consciousness. Yeah. And everyone, it's what everyone's the same, but everyone's different. Everyone's had completely different, unique experiences mm. and we're a different like bundle of neurons and experiences and memories and traumas and yeah. love and everything. But at the same time, we're kind of all operating with the same software and machinery. So, so true. So to, go, to, to, de to delve in and explore that, that is like, that's a that's almost our birthright as humans to yeah. work out what's going on. It's it's but. it's yeah, man. It's look, it's a journey, and I just like just going back to that first question that you asked. Like, I would go back and say, like, you know, you're gonna love it, mate. You're you know, it's gonna be great. It's you know, you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of friends. You're gonna lose um, your old life, and then you're gonna grieve your old life, which I, which I did, man. Yeah. You know, I remember that one episode. There was something that really resonate with you and you had a big emotional response and it was yeah like yeah like, i cried yeah, yeah i was yeah. crying i was crying because i was like you know once you truly submit yourself to sobriety like you know and i'm only a year in guys and i'm i'm fucking still always i'm working hard on it with my counseling and doing these and reading and i'm terrified that something bad will happen in my life and i won't be able to control my reaction but I, I, I truly believe, I honestly truly believe I've got the strength to stay sober as long as I continue doing the work. But but the 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 journey is painful, mate, you know. The and it probably will continue to, to be painful because I've only skimmed the surface of maybe who I was before and who I am now. Um but fuck me, mate. I I, I love it. You know, I spoke to another guy called Matt, um, this morning he messaged me and, and said fucking hell ain't you a year sober and um big shout out to matt from limitless if anyone knows matt from limitless show him this tell him i'm talking about him and the craziest thing was this time last year we were in marbella where i had my big mm. my big downturn and like everything kind of went wrong yeah you know, my missus flew back and and I, i'd press the fuck you button do you know what i mean and yeah. um he was there with me and uh he was uh you know me and him were just going off the rails and just with everyone else that was there uh and then i come back and i like kind of i had to tell the world so i said to everyone you know everyone around me look i ain't gonna be out i ain't gonna be doing things i'm i'm fucking you know i've got a coke addiction was that was that after the um premiere Tony? that's right mate yeah that was after the premiere yeah and you know and then a couple of weeks or a month later or something, he messaged me and said, mate, I'm going to rehab. And uh, I was like, fucking hell, really? And he was like the first person around me. A couple of others have since, but he was the first person. And I mean, me and him, I hope you don't mind, but me and him, you know, we were getting on it and stuff, you know. But I mean, he, um, 
he, uh, I didn't realise, but he was struggling a lot more with alcohol, you know, on a day-to-day basis than than I knew, right? Do you guys only see each other at social things? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't know, mm-hmm. but he was struggling, and um, you know, through what was going on with me, he must, he looked, he must have looked at me and gone, "Fucking hell, you! I don't think you're that bad." And if you're doing this, and 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 not just that, when I start, and I, I was speaking to him this morning quite a lot, and I think when I started, and this was, this is the true value of opening up and. Um, accepting uh accepting the things you've done wrong not accepting but what's the word i'm looking for you know like um Um, acknowledging the things you've done wrong right because what i think happened was because we have a tendency as addicts to blame everyone around us Mm. you know that everything's going wrong because if you blame yourself then you have to stop the addiction exactly Yeah. yeah definitely mate and um you know, and I was the classic case of that, telling everyone that my missus was the problem and da 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 da. And um, when I started opening up, I think saying, you know, fucking, I've been, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I'd say one thing and do another. I'd be out, and basically I was being an arsehole, you know, a shit dad, and I've got a crap partner in in many aspects. I think he looked and um, looked looked saw that in himself, yeah. and it and it triggered. So hearing him say that this morning, you know. And him coming up to a year as well, and him saying that, you know, I mean, Matt, I've got to give it to you, fucking, and anyone that else has done this, it's so hard, and it takes so much self-commitment, and it's so lonely, it's so lonely. Um, but he said that I inspired him. It fucking made me well up. And then mm-hmm. and then I thought to myself, well, I wonder how many people this podcast has inspired. You see it in the comments every single week, messages, DMs. Like, yeah. It's, it's it, honestly, it's probably 100 people a week getting in contact yeah being like this has inspired me to do this or yeah. like yeah i mean that and that's an amazing thing like you don't yeah. you don't feel it necessarily because yeah. it's almost like digital numbers but when you meet people at the live events and oh mate like, yeah. yeah it's yeah mate and uh yeah it's 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 a double-edged sword isn't it it's like uh there's two sides to the coin because it's beautiful that it's helping people but it's made me so aware of how much darkness is out there it's it's brutal isn't it you know awareness is awareness is light and awareness is darkness at the yeah. same time yeah. yeah and i think i think i think and i will let you all ask some more questions sure. in a minute <laughs> but i think i think where you know because this is our millions of views now mm. and it's i think it's twenty thousand views a week or saying across all the videos on the on the on yeah. the youtube that's and like an arena of people like mad imagine. yeah it's and like it's the o2 15 20 000 on the downloads yeah. yeah yeah it is it's like the o2 mate yeah every week it's fucking mental, mate. If they'd all just give us a quid, no. Um, but I've often thought that. <laughs> music, like, yeah, oh, we've got hundred thousand streams this month. Yeah, fuck oh, yeah. Eighty p, nice. Yeah. Oh well, at least yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what well, I think where where the, where maybe my story has resonated with a few people is that you know, in the true context, and this I think this is our culture is that I. I, I, I it wasn't clear it doesn't look like I've got a problem it didn't look like I had a problem and for years it didn't in fact I I, I glorified it and I I was parading around and there's I see many people online doing it now you know getting off their nut sniffing gear at the weekends fucking arguing with their missuses you know drinking themselves fucking stupid doing wild stuff when they're drunk at nearly 40 years old Mm. you know feeling like this is how the addiction tricks you because you can have a few days off and I think this is this is what I'm highlighting this is what I'm all about just because you can have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off the drink and drugs 
and you can take it or leave it some days, um, doesn't mean you don't have a problem, man. If once you start, like me, you seek oblivion, yeah. and it's at the cost and the expense of your family, your work, and stuff like that, then you're an addict and you have a problem. You should not feel, and this will probably upset a few people, you should not feel that you deserve cocaine or drugs. You know, you shouldn't get to the end of the week treat. and think, I deserve it, it's a treat. Because, and I hate to say it, I even feel bad saying it now. Cocaine and excess alcohol does nothing but fuck your mental health up horrifically. And if you're wondering why your life's turning to shit, everyone around you's arguing with you, and on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you feel like not being here anymore, and you're hammering it at the weekend, you're an addict. Yeah. You need to sort it out. Yeah, when it, when it has that effect on your life, when it starts taking over other areas it shouldn't be that's yeah. wrong yeah yeah i mean a big turning point for me you know when i tried to come you know i was i was getting upset about um not being able to go out with my pals because i couldn't drink and i was thinking about having a drink or you know a sneaky drink and stuff like that it was like the instant and this is this is how i know i'm an addict right because it was the instant that that thought come into my mind the the times that it has when it when I went, oh mate, maybe I'll just have a couple of beers. I instantly negotiating. Yeah, but I instantly went, oh fucking love to get fucked up. Uh, I'd love to sniff a bag of gear. So you went straight from like let's have a drink to, to yeah, but my thinking went straight to yeah. If I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna get annihilated, right, mate. Right. I'm getting fucked up for you one. Skip the pro. You didn't even like yeah, for one night only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's when I went whoa. I was like, you know, because if like me, you seek oblivion, you know, to escape reality. You've got a problem. People don't shouldn't drink like that and use drugs. Well, you shouldn't use drugs anyway, but yeah, people yeah. shouldn't drink and use drugs like that, you know. Normal people that don't have an issue shouldn't go to a bar and go, I'm getting fucked. You know, I mean, we do enjoy it. I, and I've done it plenty of times. Yeah. I did it more when I was younger, like not so much. For me, drinking was always, whenever I was single, that was like yeah. the excitement of like, oh, let's hook up with someone new. In a relationship, it doesn't appeal to me as much. Yeah. Like, so I've, I guess I've not, I've not, been on that side of it but it was interesting you keep saying like you seek oblivion like you'll find it like, yeah that, that's an interesting idea just yeah you'll you'll summon that yeah man that's what i learned about myself i'm i'm like i'm fucked up man you know mm. um or what well i am fucked up like and stuff happened to me in my life that's made me want to escape you know and i put myself under immense pressure with my work as you know and um you know i i, I I'd, I'd try and escape. Right, anyway, back to you. I'll tell you what, I'll ask me some questions and stuff like that, but yeah. before we do that, what I want you to do, because strangely enough, you've only ever known me sober. That's true. Well, I knew I knew of you before. Like I knew, yeah. like I'd seen loads of videos, watched your TV series and stuff. So yeah. I, knew, I knew you as like party guy. Yeah. But in person, I've only ever known you sober, yeah. So what would be interesting for me is if you describe, if you can say to me, right, if you could describe me, yeah. or like, how, like, you know, as a friend, because yeah. you're a friend now, because we, we talk personally and mm -hmm. we work on many different projects. How would you describe me? And, and then I'm going to compare that to... Well, you love giving massages when I haven't asked. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Weinstein <laughs> of the podcast community over here. Yeah. Um, so what, yeah, what do I think? So, okay, you're super dedicated to achieving and there's always, always like a plan and a structure in place, a place which I found really impressive because I've, I sometimes can like dawdle mm. and once I've got a project, I can latch onto it. But in between, I kind of um, mm. can find it hard to almost like 
latch onto direction. So yeah, you're super dedicated with that. You, you're, uh, I think like myself, you're an in, what's the word? You're a seeker, you're looking for an answer. Yeah. And it's that, that I think drives this podcast. You're, Definitely. you're, you're trying to find out about yourself. And yeah. I think, again, like I said, that's the most human thing to want to understand yeah. it. And then I guess a lot of people don't, maybe they're not like mm. ready to ask that question. And you know, that maybe they've got like a really kind of simple, happy life. They don't want to find out. And that's also kind of fine. Yeah. Um, but I think you want to find out what's going on basically. Um, and you're creative, you want to make stuff, mm. you want to perform and you want to make stuff that makes people happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess that was like my initial impression working with you. But like, you just, you sound, this is gonna sound super lame, but you're just a sweet, sensitive dude. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you are, yeah, like, yeah, you're, you're, okay. a, you're a sensitive guy. And like, I, I, yeah, and I, but I don't think you can hmm. be a, a comedian or, or an artist or a filmmaker or whatever without having that. Yeah. And I think everyone is to various points. Um, but yeah, you just, you just you're looking for an answer and you're working towards it and yeah. you're orientated in the right direction. So yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, and the reason why I asked that is because I'm very interested in who I am sober. Mm. That's yeah. what I'm trying to find out, right? And it's interesting that you say that because if I ask, you know, if I ask people that have known me yeah. 15, 20 years or or people like, you know, like last year if I was to ask them, you know, they'd be like fun, wild, crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's up for a party, he'll do anything, he's a bit crazy, you know, and I, I just... But you definitely have that with mm. comedy and performing. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Like yeah. that and like doing stand-up as well. Uh, follow me, please. I've only got four followers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Doing stand-up as well, that is like... That's yeah. better, for me at least, that's better than My any My stand-up, I, 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 like, yeah. that's one thing for me that as fucking sobriety has given me is like that freedom on stage. Like, yeah. I feel free, man. It's better than any drink, better than any drink. Yeah. Like, when stand-up is going good, it is, for me at least, the purest joy. It's yeah. the most exciting, the most exhilarating. Like, better than fucking speed, pills, mm. whatever. It's just like that. But from my, from Who the my fuck does speed, John? Mate, yeah. you can tell he ain't a fucking. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, I've done Adderall, thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, still grinding my teeth. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, man. Right. Well, any other questions? Yeah, you I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a question. I'm just gonna check this is still recording. Go on, I'm sure go on. it is. Oh, ah. Fuck that. <laughs> All right, we are back, man. All right, cool. Where are we? I don't even know where we are. But no, we were. I was going to come back to you with another question. Yes. Um, yeah, we just had a little technical issue, but it's all good. We're back. We're back. I'm a year older, but it's all good. Um, so basically, yeah, my man. question was, you mentioned before how once you get sober, you feel a drive to kind of want to give back and help people. Yeah. Do you think that is the other side of the coin to the kind of selfish behavior that addiction can bring? Do you think it's just kind of making up for that, or do you think there's something else to it? Uh, I don't know if it's guilt, mate. I think it's... I think it's um I think it's it's just part of what it's the key to sobriety is sharing right it is like is talking I think is like you know it's so lonely sobriety is so lonely it's like I always say it, it it's if you don't get your head around it and and understand it it's it can feel like you're the the elephant in the room in your own life that's the best way I can describe okay. it um for me sobriety was very difficult because everyone i know including like my family everyone i know drinks in excess really and a majority of people i know use drugs as well and um when you start talking to people that don't you know through sobriety when you go to the meetings or if you 
like through this podcast, meeting people and da da, you start talking to people and then you, I, I feel like it's like you start getting all this information that you use for yourself and you want to share it. That's the simplest way I can put it. It's like, it's hard because unless someone, like, because where I box, there's a lot, of, there's a few lads that box for my club that have got addiction problems, drink and drug problems and other issues. And occasionally a new lad will join or come and they'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm battling my demons and da 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 da. And they sort of kind of like imply that they're they're after some help or some information. And it just floods out of me. I'm like, look, you know, this is what you've got to do. You've got to try and think of this. And it just comes out like a, I just want to fucking say, look, yeah, look, I, look, I was, I felt how you felt, you know, because I can feel the pain in people, you know what I mean? But then there's other people that are in my life at the moment that are well into their drink and drugs, struggling really hard, you know, you know, things are falling apart for them and they're turning to the drink and drugs and they can't see it. And, you know, they're struggling with life and you can't, you can't really offer, you know, you can say a few things, but... If you're not ready to hear it. Yeah, it's, you can tell that they don't want to listen and that that's difficult, you know, because you don't want to be um, patronising or fucking... Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to... You don't want to kind of... Not metal, but you don't want to give your thoughts if they're not ready or looking. It's it's quite offensive to say yeah, to someone yeah. that, that, that you need to change yeah, how you are. Yeah, yeah, you know, if if someone had said to me what well, I did, um, when people said to me a year ago, you know, I think you got a problem, or you know, you're drinking too much, I'd be like, fuck off, man. Like, you start talking to people that drink and and use drugs about their drinking and drug use, and you you see them switch, man. You know, it's like sacred. You know, and it was to me, drinking was sacred to me. That's yeah. why, um, that's why sobriety, yeah, uh, you know, and I was talking, talking to my counselor about this as well. <coughs> uh, there's so many cliches that now have come true for me through sobriety that I fucking hate the fact that I use terms and words like finding myself. I fucking hated that term. You said chakra five times today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mate. And hummus. No, um. <laughs> But fucking finding myself, I always used to think when I'd hear people say, you know, I'm finding myself, I'd just think, what's a wanker? Do you know what I mean? What do you mean finding yourself? Like, how can you lose yourself and, you know, I'm on a gap year to find myself or something like that. And I just never got it. And I always thought, fucking just get on with life. And now I've realised how lost, like, the, the true sense of the word, you know, I was lost. And, like, I, I, I couldn't sit with myself. I just could my, my wife will tell you, I, like... One of the big things sobriety has brought me is serenity, is peace, mm. right? So now I can sit in my house on the couch and just watch my kids and just look at my wife and, you know, read. Or I can just sit there and for like an hour or something and, and relax for the first time in my life. That's and a beautiful I'm, thing. Yeah, and I'm nearly like 40 years old. I'm 40 next year. And I, I couldn't stand being in my home. I couldn't stand five minutes of not doing I mean, my ADHD doesn't help, but I couldn't stand five minutes of not, I felt like I needed to be doing something. And it was drinking. Hmm. I never knew it, but you know, I don't know. Or I, a big part of it is I think like a moment with myself, a moment silence with my own thoughts was, was fucking horrible. It really was sitting there and I suddenly it would go, Oh yeah, but what about da, 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 and then you'd be like, oh fucking, I need to do something. I need a drink for sure, you know. And um, yeah, I can't remember where where we was going with it, but no, oh no, that was it. And um, I think that you know, it's that finding yourself. And the other thing was 
you know, when people say, oh, we need to break the taboo, when people say that, you know, the taboo around mental health and the taboo around suiciding young men and the taboo around drinking, I used to just kind of look at that and be like, what do you mean taboo? You know, I didn't, I never got it. I never got what it meant. But, you know, I understand the meaning of the word, but I could never really, like, what do you mean? People don't, what taboo, you know, that people don't want to talk about it or what, what does it mean? And for me now, I realise that the taboo with sobriety is like if you're a lad like me especially like a lad's lad and your whole existence sort of was around socializing with your friends i mean i moved out when i was 15 my mum moved away when i was 15 mm. i was fucking on the smash from then wow. yeah and um were you living were you living by yourself yeah from 15 15 yeah. 16 yeah wow yeah, yeah. and um and you're working just started working working i was working at a go-kart track and then i was doing i was at um performing arts you're working on a stag from day one <laughs> yeah mate, yeah basically oh yeah my life has been a stag um but to me what needs to change and what i'm interested in in pursuing you know because this work i'm doing now on mental health and sobriety is a big part of my life i want to continue doing it and but it's breaking that taboo that, you know, that one, having a problem with drink and drugs, it's, you know, the whole the whole fact that, you know, we get to a certain point where drink and drugs is like sort of ruling our lives, you know, we can't, we can't go a weekend without it, or you can't go an evening without it, or you can't, definitely can't go to an event without it, yeah? There's many, many men out there that are like that, or women as well, you know, you just can't, you can't fucking function a whole week without alcohol or drugs being a part of it right and the, the, the taboo is is that that's a problem right and, and and you know say like the easy thing it's hard for me to describe this but the easy thing for us to be is for it to be all right to say i really need to look at what my relationship is with with drink and drugs i need to reevaluate my relationship or go it ain't serving me no more. And then it, be, it, it not to be like, because when I come out and said that I had a problem, all of a sudden I was an addict. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, I don't know how I feel about that word still, you know. And it's like now to everyone, I'm an addict. I'm, I was a coke addict. I was a, I was an alcoholic, right? But the truth is everyone that's, oh, he was an addict, he's a coke addict. Majority of them are doing the same thing I was doing, right? But the only difference between me and them now is that I've decided to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was in active addiction yeah. and, you know, and the truth is I can't control it when I start it. So you almost, by doing the, by setting out on the path to bet yourself, you're almost getting punished with the labels yeah. that people don't have yeah. just because they haven't addressed it. Like yeah. And, like, and it's those labels and it's people viewing you in that way that it, that stops people from wanting to go sober. Because like, if you're a lad's lad and you're involved in that and then suddenly you're like, no, I'm not drinking because you can't simply just go, I'm not drinking. But people want to know why. Yeah. If someone says like, oh, I'm sober now. It's like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. That's what's what, happened? That's what comes to them. Yeah. But the thing is, not drinking is actually the default. Yeah. That's the normal thing. Yeah, like, and, and it's because yeah, yeah, and it's because sorry, it's because it's because addiction or addict or these words are are associated with only the real dark stuff to do mm. with addiction. You know, the the rock bottoms. The word the word is only associated with, you know, what people consider like down and outs and you know horrible things and negative stuff. Where what I want to make it is like fucking hell. I've ended up in like an active addiction state because I haven't kept an eye on my drinking and drug use. You know, it's to my, my, you know, the fun, the fun of it has, has turned into the way I cope and I don't want to do it anymore and kind of make it more of like, look, yeah, it just doesn't work out for me anymore. I'm not doing it Yeah. because majority of people out there 
kind of the fear of admitting they've having a problem and being labelled will stop them. Mm. I mean, you've talked about this during the podcast. You didn't want to take on that mantle of an addict because it has, I guess, negative connotations with it. But it's also like, well, am I that person? Do I fit in with that? Like, yeah. Is that me? Like, yeah, that, that is interesting. Okay, someone who's just come across this podcast today, maybe doesn't know who you are or only knows you from comedy. They're curious, sober curious, as you say. Mm. What's your first piece of advice to them? What, people that what, I think are going sober? Yeah, they, mm. they, they're like, they're, if you're watching because you're worried, chances are there's something you need to sort out. Yeah, I think I think the first thing I'd say is like, look, if you're, if you're either, we've said it before, if you're even considering, you know, going sober, then obviously some alarm bells are ringing and something's going on. Um, but uh, if it, look, it's as simple as this. If... If bad things are happening in your life because of drink and drugs, it's insanity to continue using drink and drugs, right? If you're fucking up your relationships and um, work or your skin or your health or your mental health is fucked because you're drinking and using drugs, then uh, and you're continuing to do it, then you've got a problem, right? It's because it's otherwise because your head's fucked, right? Mm -hmm. You don't. If you like me banging my head against a wall and it's starting to bleed and then going bang again and bang again and then going, oh, I wonder if I should <laughs> do this anymore. Like you know, you just need to let ego. I'll just say it. Just fucking wake up, man. Wake up. You've got a fucking problem. And uh, the next thing I'd say is congratulations because you're about to start a brand new life and it's fucking amazing. You've just got to get past the hard bit first, um, and you've got to realize that you're an addict you'll always be an addict it's always going to be it's always going to be hard work and your addiction is going to change into many different things you know being addicted to fucking hobnobs to exercise to fucking fuck knows what else caffeine and cost of cost of fucking coffees in the morning i've gone through different stages of addictions i'll always be an addict in different sense, senses of the world but if you just if you just look at it as a positive thing then um then you'll enjoy it mm. great great okay I think people can take a lot from that. Um, so it's one year. Yeah. If you had to say high point and the low point. Oh God, that's a good question, mate. Um, uh, and it doesn't have to be yeah sobriety related. Like I guess for interesting for our listeners is, but like just over the last year, cause yeah. you've done a lot of things that you wouldn't have done. You've been on trips. You've spent yeah. you know, extra holidays with your family that you might not have enjoyed as much. All yeah. that kind of thing. My my high point that I can't pin down, but 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 it, it's it's some it's something within someone. It's Shelley, you know. It's uh, her laughter now. She's fucking funny now. Do you know what I mean? I mean, she's always been funny, but in spurts. But she, um, she, you know, we. <laughs> I can't. There's some stuff I can't say, but um, great things are happening for me and Shelley. Great. Um, and she's really, she's just full of life and happy. And it's just so, it's, it's hard in a way because I can, I can see like the effect that my addictions and, and how I was sort of has had an effect on the, uh, on the mood of the house and, and Shelly, but, um, lying in bed with her last night and she was to give you an example this is what it's like so i was lying in bed with her last night and she was taking the piss out of the fact that i can't spell and she was like you know give me give me <laughs> what's the difference between give me the different there so there this there there as in there and all this yeah, and yeah. i was trying to do it and she was like spell because and i couldn't i can't i can't spell like jealous and beautiful and these different words and she knows i can't yeah and so she was like spelling and you know she's ripping the piss out of me i know it sounds pathetic but i'm dyslexic and <laughs> 
fucking just but um and uh i was just lying there and i was thinking fucking you know you're being such a knob and it's so nice yeah you know so um the highlight is shelly being back oh my god the low i don't know mate this uh i don't know a couple of times where i've almost cracked uh but I think the real, the, the the real, real low, low, low point, probably my hardest low, was, um, well, two of them really was, you know, sort of looking back at when my, you know, we'd done that podcast with, um, uh, what was her name? Fucking, I can't remember. Eddie, hmm. Eddie um, from Adapt, and we spoke about. And her partner was partner went relapsed when um, you know when she was in hospital and um, after both my daughters were born, I had really bad doubt like benders. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, that hit me like a freight train. It was like the first time I'd looked back and seen that that was you know I was fully blown addict. You know I was like, and that was years ago. You know that was like seven years with one of my kids and four with the other, and uh, I couldn't control myself couldn't control my emotions and something was triggered inside me and you know it just fucking consumed me and left her you know what i mean and the wedding uh so so the low points are dealing with those emotions yeah but, which, but, ha which haven't been dealt with yeah 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 and you know but that's why shelly is the way she is now because through me facing them i've spoken to her about them mm -hmm. and said you know there's there's stuff that I want to talk to you about, and you know I'm trying to understand what happened. And women, women don't, you know, it's difficult. I can't get too personal, but you know, it's not like they she harbors any resentment. It's like it's never been acknowledged. You know what I mean? It's like it's happened. It hurt her, hmm. and then she, she just given me another chance, and then we've cracked on, and then it's gone back to the Dan show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of power that comes from that. You know, looking back and then sitting with her and. Or just bringing it up casually and just saying, look, I just want to let you know that it, it hurts me, you know, thinking of myself back then and choices I made. And, you know, she gets to vent a little bit and talk and it's like kind of like a little f fork in it, maybe. Great. You know, great. Ah. Yeah. Very nice. I think we're almost there now, aren't I think we? So, yeah, yeah. Anything else? Just want to say, it's, yeah, it's been a real pleasure doing this with you. Long may it continue. Yeah. Um, Got a lot of exciting stuff in the work, like yeah. comedy, movie stuff, all kind of come out yeah, from these conversations, yeah. experiences that we both had individually or as part of these conversations. Yeah, um, yeah. Just for context on that, me and um, I, when I when I get to when I work with people, I I um, or when I see something in people, I'm very quick to draw them in into projects and to do things, and we clicked straight away on this. And um, I think you started off, you got, you got me on GB News. Yeah, 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 yeah. on headline. Almost yeah. fucked my career. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Which got me the tour and everything. Yeah. But, um, come do it again, man. Come do headline. Yeah, you're ready. Yeah, definitely. I'll just wait till the heat dies down on them a bit. But yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and then you done some joke writing for me and content writing for me, which was which was brilliant. And then um, and then I had this idea for this film a couple of years, couple of, or la last year, I think people are trying to get in. I had this idea for this film and I thought I'd let you have a crack at writing it with me. And fuck me, man. We pulled it out of the bag and we yeah. got, we got, it's happening. We got a distributor for it. Uh, and yeah, exciting stuff. Man. Yeah, man. So, um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's all based on what has, has, has happened in this room. John, thank you very much. Pleasure. For, that, thank for you. joining uh, my one-year podcast. Yeah, Anything you want to say before I close this off? Um, 
just be kind to yourself, treat yourself like a good friend, uh, know yourself if you can, that's tricky. But yeah, everything everything's all right. Everything sucks and everything's fine. It's all good, it's all good. Everything's gonna be fine, I think. I'm pretty sure <laughs> everything's gonna be fine. Lots of love. Uh, and uh, yeah, comedy is a beautiful thing and just go watch as much comedy as you can because that's what I love and it brings me joy. Love that. Thank you, John, mate. Thank you for sharing this podcast with me. Well, guys, that's me a year sober. So uh, feel free to leave a comment. I'm going to try and reply to you as much as possible. I just want to finish on uh, talking about the podcast just briefly. I don't know what's happening with the podcast. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what the direction is for it. Let me know in the comments what you like, what you'd like to see more of. Unfortunately, Kirk's no longer with us anymore. He decided to opt out of the podcast. It was a little bit too heavy on his mental health. Um, but we're still good pals. Loads of people <laughs> get in the comments. I wonder if we're still good pals, we keep in touch. Um, but if you want more guests, more individual stuff, if you, you know, any ideas, this is our podcast together. And if it's helped you, let us know. Thank you for joining me on my one year free gear and beer podcast. Menace to Sobriety, stay tuned. We're back next week. Hello! We are going to take the Menace to Sobriety to the live stage and we need a live studio audience to interact with us, to come along, listen, laugh and learn everything about sobriety, mental health, well-being and just come along for a night out with like-minded people. We are going to be going live on the 30th of August, 27th of September, 25th of October and the 29th of November. That's one a month. Get your tickets now. Come down, meet the team and have some fun. Menace to Sobriety live. Coming soon. Oh, yes. And don't forget, if you want to come and see me live and meet me, I'm going on tour. The Daniel O'Reilly Outer Character Full UK Tour kicks off in January 2024. And tickets are on sale right now. I'm going to try and get out and meet as many of you as possible. And, of course, I'm going to be bringing the laughs all over the UK. There's 23 dates right now, and I'm adding more all the time. Hit the link in the bio and get your tickets now and come have some fun. If you're going through a tough time at the moment, please don't suffer in silence. Feel free to pick up the phone and contact any of these helplines. I personally, myself, at one of my darkest points, contacted the Samaritans and it completely changed my outlook and got me out of a really deep, dark place. A problem shared really is a problem halved. So if you don't feel confident talking to those around you, check out any of these organizations and give them a call. This is my Facebook group, just simply search on Facebook, Men and Their Emotions. It's for men only. Uh, but once you're in there, you can talk anonymously about your problems and help others and just feel a little bit of community. So come join the conversation, Men and Their Emotions, on Facebook. Thanks for watching. Menace of sobriety. Just a menace. Just, just.